y'all like Uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and better late than ever, and that lame tagline is for Raquel or Rachel Levis, who has a new podcast, Rachel Goes Rogue, that is premiering in January. Um, and the only way I will accept this podcast of Rachel Goes Rogue is if it's a Rewatch commentary podcast on the movie Rogue One, where Rachel provides commentary. <laughs> I'd call it love it or lev... Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Scrap that joke. Well, I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. All right, guess who this is? This is an easy one. Whoever I bone lives in my phone. Ooh, Giselle. That's right. That's a good one, Alex. I love doing the taglines where it's like, well, they would never in a million years <laughs> say that. <laughs> we are also joined by my lovely sister and our co-host, Miss Julia Baker. My opera is a tragedy, and it has seven acts. Is that for the never-ending opera that will never... Wait, never-starting opera, it's I guess. It's the never-starting opera, but every single episode of Miami, we listen to Juliet. Who has picked one of the hardest songs to sing? And has made no progress on it. There's no teaching that soprano note. You either have it or you don't. And that is the true tragedy of Miami. It doesn't matter how many cancers come around. It's Julia not being able to sing opera is the true tragedy. So, <laughs> Well, speaking of Miami, do we want to start with Miami? Yes. So I'm a bit confused. I thought we weren't inviting Marisol to the fuck cancer party. And here we are inviting Marisol. Kind of. Well, I was actually happy that Julia was able to invite Marisol. And then she said no, as I think Adriana predicted. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they got the point. She didn't come. Okay, fair enough. I mean, we saw the fight was... I mean, that is something they probably got over, like, the minute they... (laughs) woke up the next day and like forgot about yeah it was a fight about flatulence i i can't handle that um i have a question why this is i'm just gonna say it i'm sorry why is julia a housewife and not marisol or adriana i don't get like you don't understand the casting you would like the casting to come and explain themselves i don't get it is it because we've seen julia do the same thing for every episode so it's like she's not involving herself that Mm -hmm. much an asterisk we didn't see previous seasons alex and myself so like we get these flashbacks of julia yelling at people in sprinter vans the 17th housewife in every show but i don't know i just i'm not seeing it Julia is one of the only women who's willing to play nice with all the women oh you do kind of need that you do need that Mm. crossover plus like she is a woman who forgot to go to her wife's last cancer treatment because she was so busy singing opera badly. Like I do need more. She of that. is a housewife. That is the, one of the reasons is her partnership. I think. Right. Yeah. There's just so much craziness happening around that you forget how crazy Julia is. If you plop Julia in any other franchise, she would be the wackiest. You no, know I think that's the problem. Is Miami is so crazy. We had a friend of say i'm going to try this new drug ketamine (laughs) and then proceed to do one of the most intense i don't want to see that ever again i didn't like that at all she started off so euphoric and went on the worst trip it was uh 
Karen Huger after getting the shot. Yeah. And the Julia, vaccination. Julia handled that so well. She went and like stroked her. I think I would have left the room. I would have left that girl unsupervised. I don't want to be around anybody doing ketamine regardless of the environment. Okay. But the fact that I didn't even make it. Because we also had the police being called on a housewife this episode. We had your cancer isn't real happening. Miami that was great. is so much. They're not, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the police show up. But also Gertie's cancer is not real, according to Larsa. Like and even small things that absolutely delighted me. Like really, you probably didn't even notice. Like when we had a couple's dinner at a pizzeria. Where they didn't make any pizza. They wouldn't let them eat anything they prepared no they never made the pizza they made pizza dough they're like all right that's enough of that they Here's needed the pizza dough for 40 minutes it's just like meredith shaking a mason jar for 40 hey, minutes she got like, her butter this episode julia <laughs> is that heather's daughter just in her room in turn um can we talk about larsa and what's her uh, my, and michael <laughs> michael oh, no uh, marcus marcus jordan, jordan. Please yeah. leave us struggling to remember his name. <laughs> in. Can I say something? I had an epiphany in the shower today. I think this is how Larsa got together with Marcus Jordan. Well, aren't you going to change your name after you divorce Scotty Pippen? Ha ha ha. I'm not going to change my name unless I upgrade to a better one. Oh, who are you going to marry? Michael Jordan? No, I couldn't marry him. Doesn't he have a son? I think Larsa is trying to switch Pippen out for Jordan. I think that's what this is all that's about. That's hilarious. That's a great theory. My question, I was a little confused. What I can Julie, can you tell me the timeline of the relationship a little cuz I thought I heard her saying like, "Oh, I didn't know him before whatever time." But then I thought I heard them say that like she babysat him or did I just like mishear that? That's the joke. People say that they babysat, okay. but she's not old enough to have babysat. She's only I think she is. I think she is older. Elizabeth, she's like 47 or 48. He's 32. Okay, hang on. We're going to have to Okay. Larsa, 49. Mm-hmm. Because okay. 32. Okay. I was right about that. Okay. okay. Wait, ding, hang on. Ding, no, ding. hang on. There's a part two. So 49 minus 32, 17. Keep that in your head. Well, yeah, but then she babysits like a nine-year-old. How old's Kyle Richards? Oh. 54. You see where I'm going with oh, this now? Oh, I see the point and you're about to make. Yeah, 54 minus 28. Okay, so a little behind-the-scenes math we just did. The difference between Larsa and Jor and Marcus. Marcus Jordan. I love that, that they have a podcast okay. and we can't even remember their name. <laughs> it's such a bad podcast. 17 years different. And then Kyle and Morgan, who are totally just friends and have- not boning at all, are 26 years different. Right. But when we get to Beverly Hills, you couldn't deny that chemistry coming can over. We, can we jump to chem- Beverly Hills, please? Yes. 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 Okay. Oh, can I finish my thought about the podcast? I'm so sure. Sorry. Yes. Okay. okay. Back. My Wait, finishing... hang on. Larsa and Marcus have started a podcast to address all of the rumors about their relationship and be really real. But all anyone wants to talk about is Marcus's dad. And they are not addressing it. If you're going to mention it all, you have to mention it all. No, but that's what killed me. And she's like, well, we're not going to talk about his parents. We'll talk about what my parents like. I don't give a fuck what your parents think. Your parents right. aren't famous. I would honestly listen to that show if it was what we saw and was just them fucking up their intro over and over and over and over and over again. But like not even fucking it up. Like they would do it perfectly and then she'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what that was. It's like they got through it. 
<laughs> and then they do it the same way. But the amount of delusion that they have to think that their fame can handle not addressing her former husband and his very famous dad. Neither of them are famous. They yeah. are famous because of those two people. And, and, and we're using the term famous pretty loosely. Right, because there's even a part of me that was like, I don't believe that's Michael Jordan's son. Like, a part <laughs> of my brain told me that. I was like, that's not, that couldn't be. Oh, did you hear the producer say after they said the name of their show, Separation Anxiety? Their producer, I guess, of their podcast was like in the corner and she said, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, now it's Insane. time for Beverly Hills. All right, we, I, let's start with the fun part because we had some excellent reads this episode and I would like to read them aloud. Garcelle is on fire. That girl is so hot. She's just burning everyone in her wake. She's invincible. What she's getting away with? Garcelle's excellent read. The only time I noticed jewelry is when after the robbery, Dorit oh. still had hers. Ouch. That's maybe the best followed by a sip moment talking head ever in Bravo. Perfectly employed. And then Crystal, even Crystal had some good reads. My favorite one was just because Kyle stopped drinking yesterday doesn't suddenly mean that you can have all these judgments about someone who drinks. You just got sober. You know what though with Crystal? The thing is like, I love it when Garcelle says something like that. Cause I'm like, Garcelle would totally say that in person. My problem with Crystal is that she always saves this shit for the talking head. I never get to see Crystal say anything like this to them in person. Yeah. And at the reunion, they're like, that was kind of messed up, Crystal. And she's like, sorry. <laughs> Do you think her husband's hired her a writer? I think they all have writers for oh, talking heads. But Garcelle can do it at a dinner. Garcelle doesn't have a writer. At this dinner that is going <gasps> to go down as one of the historical pinpoints in our, our marriage. Yes. Our marriage. <laughs> When Sutton's trying to beat around the bush, and then and Kyle says, "Well, what are you talking about? What's the elephant in the room?" I think Garcelle's like, "Her marriage." <laughs> Another great Garcelle moment. If you're even shocking Erica with your candidness, and then she has them all like laughing at a joke she tells a couple minutes. Oh, later. her Zara so joke—that was very cute. Yeah, she's invincible. Sutton, however, mm -mm. Um, Crystal showed up for work today. Crystal showed up for work today. She went into the little room. She picked up. Said, no, bitch, you got to do this in front of us. Yeah, she picked up Sutton <laughs> and Kyle and she made them go and not get high at this. Let's get high dinner. Okay. Alex wants to talk about Sutton. And I interrupted him. Uh -huh. um, um. Is Sutton <laughs> clueless? Yes. But I don't think, I think that Kyle's just being so crazy. I have to be on Sutton's side. I'm so on Sutton's side. And I, and I think I truly like, God, I, I think I talk about this a lot on this pod, but I'm so frustrated by her because I don't like her. I don't think. There's nothing that I like. I, I don't watch Sutton. I'm like, I love Sutton. I love watching Sutton. But I love all the people that love Sutton. So I'm like, there is something there. Yeah. And then Kyle being so anti-Sutton, like I'm, I, and she's also being so irrational about everything that like I am so on Sutton's side about this. You love people who love Sutton and you dislike people who dislike Sutton, therefore you like Sutton? I think a math problem would say yes, so. that's true. I think I think that's what's going on with me. But like watching Kyle be so dismissive of Sutton's um, emotions in regards to like her ex like leaving, that's insane. That's crazy. <laughs> we watch Kyle be way crazier about so much less. Yeah. 
And also her ex-husband who has a lot of power over her saying, okay, time to move. And she knows there's a legal battle afoot. That would be really hard on anyone. Yeah. And it's Sutton's reason because Kyle keeps asking for reasons why Sutton's acting away. She gave her a reason and then she didn't like the reason. She's also not acting that out of character. This is who she is. I think she's a weirdo, and I think that she's a little drunk, but not as drunk as Denise Richards, who couldn't keep her face on. That was so funny. It was sliding off Mm -hmm. her head. I would like to pose Mm -hmm. the question, though, who is worse, Sutton for being weird, or Dorit for saying the cruelest things in front of the matchmaker? Why was Dorit there? Although Sutton, a good read, if Dorit can marry PK, maybe I need to be less picky. Of course, then PK goes online and goes, well, you would never have a date with me. I could see why you never get a second date. It's like, okay, PK. That's good, PK. If Great. Dorit's wardrobe is any reflection on their marriage, I would say that PK is going to be single very soon. She was wearing something to this meet and greet with the matchmaker that's like akin to what I'm wearing now. And that is not what I expect from Dorit. Yes, I agree. Julia is wearing one of uh, Julia Roberts outfits from Pretty Woman right now. (laughs) I'm in a red sensual dress. Okay. Um, So it's time to talk about Morgan Wade. I was once said to me, Morgan Wade sounds like Bobby Hill. There, I've ruined her for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. But on it, that's helpful to me because I couldn't figure out what she sounded like. It's Bobby Hill. <laughs> um, Kyle is so into her. And Morgan Wade is, I can't tell. Is she too cool for school? I think she's playing it cool. I think she's playing it really, really cool. But I think she's into her. Okay. If Kyle says one more time, people just don't understand our friendship. Does she want people to say you're fucking Morgan? I think that's what she wants. She wants somebody to bring yeah. it up and nobody cares enough to be like, hey, Kyle. So she's like trying to get us to do it for her. That's true. Because have the other woman really talked about that yet? They've just been focusing on her exercising. And I think it's pissing Kyle off. I think she that makes sense. wants them to almost. And also we know Kyle and Mauricia are already separated before they started filming. So fuck you, Kyle Richards. Be open and honest. How about that? Do you think Mm -hmm. this is such... I don't know if this is off the wall. Is this an off the wall statement? Do you think they're not bringing up Morgan because they know as soon as they do, Kyle becomes the star of the show and they all like to view themselves as stars and they don't want to give her that? Is that what's happening? They have the same view I had, which Mm. is Kyle Richards is too boring to be gay. So why bother asking? I can see like Sutton and Garcelle having that mindset. I think everyone else is like weirdly, you know, loyal to her. I'm trying to find them online, but of course I can't. Morgan Wade does have lyrics about like being in a hotel room, sneaking around with like a Beverly Hills wife. Like it's mm-hmm. not subtle. Great. Can I say that Kay tattoo was actually very well done? I think she did a, a line dot and, and then he fixed it. The little whoosh was quite nice. All right. We got to move on to some other cities, but a quick uh, Stray Thoughts roundup. Garcelle's son is having an Our Town middle school drama uh, audition moment, and he's driving me crazy. I hate him. So. I like the other one. I like the, the one that wasn't in this episode. I do, too. I like Ashlyn's boyfriend. <laughs> you like and Garcelle's then, son's yes. Ashlyn's boyfriend. And then my <laughs> other thought is Anne-Marie, I forgot we're getting a new housewife. 
is terrible. She's Teddy part two. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. (laughs) Also, her husband is super anti-trans. Oh, no. Oh, then she'll be short for this world. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for Southern Charm? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had Austin at therapy this week, and he stated that he's a people pleaser, but I think Austin's confusing people pleaser with penis pleaser, which is what he actually is. Hilarious. Imagine if he had said that in therapy. Oh, what a Freudian slip. (laughs) I mean, he clearly is trying to please his therapist. Who knows? She's fully on camera, so this isn't therapy. I was, I had the thought. Thank you, Alex. This episode that I hadn't really. That's so true. That I hadn't really thought of before, um, which is, we've seen a lot of like Bravo therapy sessions. I'm just like, can you imagine what it's like when he actually goes into therapy with that person and the cameras aren't there? What does she know? (gasps) You know, what are they like when... I don't know. It's just an interesting, like, thought exercise. Like, does she know, like, way too much? And then she's sitting there fully acting even more than we think she's acting during these therapy sessions. Where she's like, oh, I know Austin's in love with Olivia right now, but I'm just going to sit here and be like, hmm? She um, nods knowingly every time he mentions a name to where I'm like, she's like does I'll watch she the sh- watch yeah. the show? She's like, I'm cut up, bitch. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. she said the, well, Shep and El- Taylor woke up in the same bed she was like oh <gasps> yeah i'm gonna post this on my reddit account yeah she's where we're getting our intel yes i've never been more cringed out than the southern charm cast having dinner in jamaica they are so rude it's like house we've seen orange county housewives go to mexico like we've seen cringe moments but this is bad like, what do you mean? Like, the way that they feel very privileged? Or... Feeling privileged, um, making fun of Jamaica people's accents while they're in Jamaica. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Yeah, JT does it before they go there, too. I loved um, Shep's, like, scene with JT that felt like the producers were like, we gotta have him have a scene with someone. <laughs> you gotta go shopping with this guy. JT has abs. Were we surprised? Yeah. Yes, he's in way better shape than I gave him credit for Same. in my mind. I was surprised at first, but then I was like, come on, guys, to compensate for everything else. I'm really disappointed Paige didn't come. Oh. Is she not allowed to be on this trip? Because he her- gave her day's notice. Her but three days uh, notice. Yeah, that's on him. Her that's on him. No, it's this yes. was planned way further no. in advance. No, I either think Craig fucked up or oh, actually, new theory. Ooh, Craig is very smartly trying to stay out of shit this season. I think, mm. and he's coming across very well. I think that he knew that's what was going to happen, so he was like, "Oh yeah, guys, for sure, this will be the best way to get Paige involved with everyone." Hey, Paige, we're going tomorrow. Like, I feel like he masterminded that. Okay. My favorite Craig moment this episode, because I get so many, is when he was explaining to the employees at the shop bar right out of the airport when they landed in Jamaica. Like, the whole spider web of the relationship. I think he loves being that guy this season. Mm -hmm. I don't think he wants to, like, jeopardize that. By bringing his girlfriend into the mix. You don't get to be a great chorus if you're in a couple. Yes. And I do think it's interesting. Yeah. I know I'm about to commit the cardinal sin of the podcast, which is talking about previews. But we see Shep accuse Paige of cheating, which is something Taylor did. So I could totally see Shep and Taylor being like, I wonder if Paige is cheating. Why isn't she here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which Paige laughs off. 
Paige was excited to hear that she was cheating and wanted to know who with. Why? I, I'm going to commit another sin, Carlos, of this pod, but like, I, I don't see Paige cheat. I just don't see it. We bring up all the time she doesn't get out of bed enough to pull off a cheat. Well, that's what she said. Where am I meeting these men in my bed? She doesn't like people enough. The tragic irony of having Olivia think that Austin is flirting with Madison. That scene was amazing. All the layers there. When he is really opening up to Madison about how he doesn't love Taylor, but he truly loves Olivia. And do I think his love for Olivia is he feels so broken with his sibling's death that he's really relating to her on a different level? I think he's not really about romance. He likes to feel important to Olivia, and right now he really is. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Austin likes what's that line from almost famous like i want to see myself how you see me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yikes i think he's drunk and he's talking to the woman he truly loves madison oh mary this is how he's a then this is how he's able to emotionally connect with her right now Mm -hmm. oh alex is she's very interested in who he's into this is like a way from them to be good and talk to each other i think that's what's going on She is giving him a lot of attention. That makes me feel better about how this is all coming off. Okay. I love it. (laughs) Are we ready for Salt Lake City? Yes. Yes. Salt Lake City is so insane. I'm going to put it out there. This is the best season of Salt Lake City we've had, and I'm including the federal crimes. Oh, yeah. The federal crimes were kind of oh, boring. We couldn't talk about them. Interesting. Petty crimes? You know what's, amazing. The best the best things happen in previous seasons, but it like they kind of like would beat around the bush or like take a while to like get to them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's so much happening in this season that is purely relationship based and not based on like a bigger thing like Jen's arrest or Mary's church. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Meredith threatened Angie, right? Meredith, that's totally yeah. a threat. I don't know why Meredith's like, I didn't threaten her. And we got a flashback to my favorite. You want to talk about her relationship and the husbands? <laughs> but then Meredith uses to defend herself. We all could threaten each other. But it's like, but no one Which else is. 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 <laughs> Just you, babe. Yeah. The Uh, fact that Meredith and Lisa went to dinner to be friends and left more enemies than they ever were before (laughs) is truly hilarious to me. They do not like each other. Team Lisa. And Lisa doesn't need her. She already has Whitney and Heather fighting over her. Lisa doesn't need Meredith anymore. Oh, Whitney. Whitney fucked up this episode. Whitney fucked up. Her friend did just die. She She probably shouldn't have have gone to the party. And then She shouldn't have gone to that party. And I think Lisa played that well, honestly. I think that Lisa did nothing wrong. I think Lisa's in person didn't do great. Her confessional was awesome because I'm a person like that. If something bad's happening, I don't want anything. I don't want to talk about it. Maybe you give me a, hey, you okay? And I'm a person who handles right. other people's grief really hard. Like, I never know, do you give a hug? Like, I'm, I'm bad at it. I'm a bad. Some people just like embrace everybody nope. in their bosom and right. i'm more of like an awkwardly tap on the back kind of girl and if lisa barlow is in my club then i get why she went about it in this way but and they had already like t- texted about it and i i totally get lisa being like well i don't want to draw attention to you in your grief if it's gonna make you start sobbing i don't want to fuck you over right. on this did she start confronting her about another thing yes probably should have happen. but my favorite lisa barlow line of the yes, episode is when she was explaining over and over again, 
but I did give you a gift. I've sent you flowers. They flowers are on the way. on the way. And then she says, they're a beautiful tropical botanical. <laughs> like, when just sending flowers isn't enough, please start describing the arrangement that you picked. I think Whitney, when this is brought up at the reunion, Whitney will go, I'm sorry, I was just so angry at my circumstance and I needed to take it out on someone, which I think is really true. And I think what triggered her is that she gave Heather a gift Mm -hmm. and she's like, where's my gift? Because she, we've already seen glimpses of you're picking Heather over me. And it's Mm -hmm. funny because like bad weather used to be together and now they're fighting over Lisa Barlow. Mm -hmm. I love this. Let's keep this up. If they thought they had a chance with Lisa Barlow, bad weather would never have existed. She's too cool girl. They didn't think they could Mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. As we know from ultimate girls trip, Heather loves a top dog. So she's going for the toughest of the dogs. Baby gorgeous herself. I love that. And Whitney is, uh, she's making troublesome choices this season. Like if her plot line is that she and Justin aren't getting along. Don't wear matching Gucci shirts to therapy. Exactly. Also, she had already worn that Gucci shirt to Meredith Marks' podcast. So we had to see a recycled outfit back to back just <gasps> so they could wear what matching shirts. What if it's shirts? the same day? <gasps> Also, the therapist told Whitney to stop talking about money problems. Hilarious. Was she just at Seth and Meredith's house the whole time and thought they were at therapy? <laughs> it is very sad, though, that Whitney's friends died. Like, that's unbelievably sad, but we don't do sad on this pod. We only do goofy, and that means it's time for Potomac. That's right. Oh, if we're going to talk about Monica at all, yes. there was that fun moment where she brought gifts. She brought, like, what was she, what she donuts? Portuguese Pastry. pastries. Yes, Portuguese, Portuguese right. donuts, brought, I'm assuming. She, she brought those and, like, put them on the table. And then we cut to, like, three randos showing up, like, eating. And she's like, what are you doing? And then you could, and it's kind of, like, shot from a distance. And then the cameras get closer. And she's like, please, have a box. So it's fun. I want more moments like that that are so clearly, like, them getting caught doing some like horrible candid thing we don't get enough of those moments on these shows i love it she's terrible all right are we ready for potomac um can i just say one thing about potomac before we start this is the best episode of potomac i've ever seen oh my gosh i am so delighted by this tape well it's not a bottle episode it's a pickle jar episode (laughs) um let's start with NECA. so people who are from the same community as Wendy and NECA are pretty universally totally anti-NECA. No. Yeah. So people who know what's up, <laughs> as three people who do not know what's up, we're like taking it as we see it. And we're like, okay. But no, apparently this is not, this is not good. But why? For what reason? I can't even begin to explain it to you. Um, what she's doing is like people are saying she's being purposefully obtuse to situations that are pretty clear. But I also think Wendy's kind of a weirdo in it. So it's confusing. I, I'm i going to need it explained to me a little bit more. We can do some research. But I thought it was very mm-hmm. interesting. People who are like, I am Nigerian. I know all of these people. I know exactly what they're talking about. NECA is being stupid on purpose. Okay. So, you know, take that. What, what it is. Does that eliminate the shrine of it all? I think so. I think we need to take a step back from the shrine. But let's look at what we have, which is Wendy struggling to be like Kenya, but is actually being Monica. 
She's trying to do Kenya reads, but she's showing up with your mama jokes. Oh, she was a, a Bravo housewife robot malfunctioning this episode. Mm-hmm. It was so bad. But then NECA was kind of just as clunky and bad. And I... But this is NECA's first rodeo. So I give NECA a little bit of a pass. No. And like I said, I don't know about what horrible things that are going on with her accusing Wendy because I... Yeah, right. we don't understand the culture like aspect of I, that, but we can go the other things. And as clear as it, like they try to make it seem in the episode, I still was kind of unclear about what was going on while they were fighting. Yes. Beyond the whole, like I acted like I knew, her, I said I knew her, and she, her family didn't like that I said I knew them. I, it's, <laughs> I think so. Like I think Wendy's being weird and is probably feeling very come for in this moment. Mm-hmm. Like this woman is coming for my brand, which we mm-hmm. established. Um, I think the most damning evidence is the Eddie Facebook unfollow yeah. and poor Eddie. I truly think unhappy Eddie, has, Eddie, unhappy Eddie. I think Eddie has n- still smiling. No idea what's happening right now. I think Wendy said, give me your phone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But then also these two are acting like they don't know each other. Right? I was in clubs in college who I probably was Facebook friends with that I don't know. Like these colleges aren't small. Like, I get that. I totally, that's what I thought too when that was happening. But these men have been at this pickle situation for at least an hour and like when you meet someone in normal reality you're like hi i remember you i'm so and so from this club like you do that little introduction or maybe he took it for granted and he was like oh he'll eddie will remember me so we'll just do like a hey what's up sort of thing i think maybe that's what happened but then mr neca i don't remember his name dr neca Came after Eddie so aggressively. I was like, uh-oh, 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 a little too thirsty. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have my feelers up for Nick. But then Wendy did that pivot of like, oh, why are you getting mad about Facebook? Well, they're arguing about Facebook over. So it's clear that Wendy did that. Another uh-huh. moment sandwiched in this fight that wasn't a point for Wendy for me. Is when she pulled Mia out. Oh, that was so bad. That was horrible. And Mia horrible. did throw the, the contents of a glass at her. And that was very traumatizing. I forget. Were we team Mia during that time? I, Julia was. You and I, I were not. I was team Mia Classic. during that time. And I think that my team Mia holds true because Wendy has been absolutely I, atrocious be right to her. Crater face bitch is, I think, unforgivable. And I then, think that's disgusting. Yeah, you're too slow. You're too simple. You're too stupid. Mia has made up for the contents of that glass tenfold yeah Yeah. so wendy going and being like we're good at this point wendy you owe me an apology i love but mia was so shook mia was so frightened when she couldn't even like take in what was happening when she goes well i don't have time to do this with you i need to looks around figure things out with mia because like Oh, that's my name. What What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was confusing. She was like, what's going? It was so confusing the way she transitioned to that. She's like, no, I need to have a moment with Mia. <laughs> like, and then poor Mia stood there on the pickleball stage. Like she didn't memorize her lines in time. Looking, looking terrified. It was like, okay. And then they didn't talk about anything. Well, she's like, we've never spoken to each other like that. And Mia's like, I, I think we have, but like, I've never seen Mia shook before. <laughs> I know there was no beef squashing. It was sort of like, uh, we're, we, we know we're good. Without actually going through the work of it. Apparently, Wendy called for a timeout. Because <laughs> she's like, girl, I have nobody. you got to be on my side. And yeah. he's like, oh. 
I feel bad for Wendy because she just feels like she wants to be a housewife so badly and can't figure it out. And instead of being herself, she's started 45 different businesses and she got her her whole new face, new body, new butt. Mm -hmm. Like she's stuck in season two housewife. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And she's on season four, a beef that I need to squash and I that I need to be squashed. Is Candace I, with everybody? Well, mostly, I mean, but Candace, even if she's not talking to anybody, does give the best line of the episode. Oh my God. So maybe we don't need her to talk because she can just sing, the demons are everywhere. What, what was her that line? That was great. That moment was amazing. The demons are coming for that, us. What was it? That The fire starting and then the reveal that Juan started it. Juan started the fire. <laughs> That was amazing. amazing. Also, we got like a Karen Huger hand to forehead running by. It was like, you know, that meme of Jill where she turns the camera like it was like the opposite of that. It was amazing. With the NECA and Wendy, I think we're going to have to do a little bit more research and try to understand what's going on. Because to me, I'm taking it at face value and I'm like, okay, but I don't want to be ill-informed and take a stupid stance that is being fed to me. I don't want to fall for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. I think I am just, my stance is only that I don't like Wendy. And yeah. what I'm being presented with is pretty wild. And so I'm kind of in the same boat that like all the other cast members are in right now, which is like, oh shit, voodoo. <laughs> yeah. Also, we're what? having beloved cast members like Ashley being like, I believe NECA. And Ashley is not beloved, though, Julia. I love, she's she's, one of my favorite housewives of all time. Is she reliable? No. Do I follow her to the edge of the cliff? Yes. Is she a liar who starts every drama ever and is usually wrong? Yes. Do we love her anyway? I love that. I love that. Absolutely. Yes. No, Ashley is not beloved. What's the opposite? Yeah. She's beloved by me. Whatever Karen's doing. The fence. I mean, I don't know what the fence is doing. The fence broke her beans. One beef I want squashed is I love when Karen and Giselle get along. I'm so happy they're so getting fun along. To watch. I'm so happy. I love their dynamic when they're, because when they're able to joke about them not liking each other, I love that. I want that to be their dynamic all the time. When Karen ran over and said, this is all your fault, and then they both laughed and hugged each other, I'm like, this is what we've been needing this whole yeah. time. Yeah. And that's what we can get from Giselle and Candace when they all realize where their paycheck is coming from, yeah. and that's from us, and we want them to get along. Um, quick side yes. note, and then we can move on to awards. I finally understood Giselle's tagline, so I felt pretty proud of myself. It's all her daughter. Yep, didn't figure that out. So <laughs> like, oh my god. So, good for me. All right, awards. All right, my Detective Dodie Award goes to Karen who this episode said that Juan Dixon is a professional athlete and can control a ball, but somehow flew into the fence and knocked over the food and created fire as revenge. I just loved Karen's on-the-spot detective work, and then she went and, inter- and like true. interrogated him. He was also in like heavy denial mode, too. So it was like, that's what made me be like, oh, he did that on purpose. <laughs> he, was like, I didn't do- he was like walking away from her. That was me. All right, Alex, what's your award? My, this is just a general restraint award, goes to the Housewives of Potomac, who, while surrounded by a bunch of shriveled up little pickles, never made one ugly dick joke about Ray. So oh. good restraint from everyone there. Were you waiting for it? Were you, did you have your shot I, at I the was, ready? I swore it was going to cut to like Robin and Giselle like making some sort of joke with each other. Because... Ray was anyway. I'm happy they didn't. Ray was having a good day. Also, I'm so sorry. Usually, tennis is played with two people. What made Karen think that pickleball was played with four people? 
Sometimes they had that five on a team. There was one in the middle. It clearly didn't last long. Oh, no, because that's not how you play They clearly weren't able to play. All right, Julia, what's your award? My award is also a Potomac Award. Oh, my gosh. And it's a one award. And it is You Don't Have to Make Excuses for Him Award. And this is going to point out the fact that before Giselle could even finish her sentence about an altercation she had off camera, annoyed, off camera with yeah. Juan, Juan mm-hmm. was yelling at her. To which Robin explained that Juan never yells, he just speaks loudly because he was a coach. And, and he can't hear Julia. And I still felt the cringe of the community. The collective eye roll threw the earth off its axis. Yeah. Did your mind go to Coach Shaw when she said that? Like, there's another notable Bravo coach who is the quietest man in the world. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.